It's time for Two Dudes and the Dirty Birds. Oh my. The best NFL podcast this side of the Mason-Dixon line. What do Falcons do? Falcons, Falcons rise up. Here's your hosts, Josh Stitcher and Patrick Edson. Welcome to the Two Dudes and the Dirty Birds podcast for Monday, November the 13th, 2023. I'm Patrick Edson, and that dude over there is Billy Lindell tonight. Billy, what's up? What's up, boys? How you doing? Man, doing great. Uh, fans, my, my, my normal other dude, Josh Stitcher, is um, like a true falcon flying over somewhere in Alabama trying to get a MacBook to a daughter. Uh, so, uh, Josh couldn't join us tonight, but... Uh, friends i can tell you (laughs) he well either lazy bum or he just didn't trust himself getting on a podcast tonight after that really frustrating game yesterday if you're uh joining us uh tonight and you didn't watch the game yesterday god bless you because uh you saved yourself a lot of heartache and angst but if you did watch the game you know that the one in eight cardinals beat your four and five falcons 25 23 and really, you know, last week, Billy, I said in our in the podcast, I said, this is a winnable game for Atlanta. This is a game that the Falcons can win and should win and must win. And I think it was right at halftime yesterday, I texted Josh and I said, Josh, this is a game that feels like the Falcons are going to lose. Yeah, right around halftime was where it was. Um, I, I'm I'm there with you. Um, and it, it was, was 14-3. Frustrating. It was 14-3 at half. Yeah, it was it was frustrating for me because just watching and, and watching what our defense and granted we had three starters out. Yeah, that's that's huge. And those three starters, and I saw a stat today, and I'm going to have to find it because that that stat was ridiculous um, about Grady Jarrett how, how the. Falcons have done with Grady Jarrett versus without Grady Jarrett. I'm yeah. going to find that real quick. Yeah. Um, watching that just progress, and I think Matt Chernoff from 680 The Fan tweeted it out perfectly and said, look, he said, we send the house and Kyler Murray picks us apart in the secondary. Yeah. And if we don't send the house, Kyler Murray takes off and runs <laughs> and does what Josh Dobbs did the, the week before. So it was it was so frustrating as a as a fan of the Falcons to watch, but also to watch our defense just completely get picked apart by a one in eighteen. This team had been so inept on offense. Obviously, Kyler coming back is a huge, huge step up. But at the same time, it's so terrible that we're like, okay, this should be a winnable game. Yeah, and you know, if you really, if you take a look at the team stats from yesterday. The Cardinals did nothing. <laughs> oh man! Because if you do, you will. You, it, you, oh, it's going to send you through the through the roof, man. The Cardinals did nothing special yesterday. Absolutely nothing special. The only thing special about yesterday for the Cardinals was Kyler Murray, and that's and that's a symptom of a larger problem for the Falcons that I'm going to touch on a little bit later. Uh, as we get down the road on this podcast. But, th- I mean, the Falcons ran more plays yesterday. They were better on third down efficiency. They were better on fourth down efficiency. 
They were time of possession. They won time of possession. They won the turnover battle. The one thing they didn't win was the final score. And and the reason being, and I the reason being is this. The Falcons don't have a playmaker on offense. And that's the difference. I, I completely disagree with you there. No, well, they I may have playmakers. They just don't have a coach who knows how to bring the best out of those playmakers. Also disagree with you there. <laughs> this is going to be so You ready for this? No, I'm not, Billy. I'm not ready for it. <laughs> By God, uh, I'm not ready for it. Look, look there is... <sighs> We can, everyone can jump on Arthur Smith. There's no doubt about it. The play calling itself has been absolutely horrific. Oh, that being, that being said, who he has to run this offense is absolutely horrific. Let's, let's be real. Yeah. Des Ritter is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. No, they don't have a, they don't have a starting quarterback, period. Taylor Heineke is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. So when you're having to basically dumb your playbook down to what he's having to do right now with backup quarterbacks, I get it. They have playmakers. Drake is a playmaker. Kyle Pitts is a playmaker. If you had, and I I know, (laughs) I'm glad Josh isn't here because Josh is going to disagree with me because he and I had this huge argument about this when he left. If Matt Ryan was running this offense, this Fal- the Falcons team would be three, four losses, maybe. I think maybe three. Honestly, I, if you I, look at if you look at the offense of where it is, I think he would run this offense beautifully. And there's nothing that we could do about it. Yeah. And there and is. This has to do with Terry Fontenot not drafting the correct quarterback. A thousand percent. This has everything to do with. And, and what Terry did on the defensive side of, of the ball this year was fantastic and has, it has paid dividends. It has, yes. it has been fantastic. Yes. The defense has been the bright spot. Of yeah. There's still the six ranked defense in the NFL, right? That being said, I found the stat and it's from Mike Conti who does the pre and post game for the, the Falcons radio yes. network for the Grady Jarrett injury. The Falcons were averaging, uh, four, giving up 4.72 yards per play. At the time, it was fourth best in the NFL, okay? Since the Grady Jarrett injury, they're giving up 5.35 yards per play, and it's 22nd in the NFL. Well, that makes a so big difference. That's a huge jump. And, so, yes, and even I yesterday, it was 5.9 yards a play yesterday. Yeah. Yep. And, and look, you have every right to jump down Arthur Smith's tail. I mean, it's He's... The play calling has been absolutely horrific. There's been no doubt. Yes. That being said, as I said before, it he doesn't have who he needs as a quarterback. He yes. doesn't. No, it, yes. And that is a large part of the problem here. Uh, if you don't have a starting quarterback, I don't care who you are. And a prime example right now is Bill Belichick, probably the greatest coach in NFL history, six rings, and he's playing with Mac Jones. And they're, I mean, he's going to lose his job, dude, because they don't Isn't have a quarterback. The you can only win with that one quarterback. <laughs> is he really? Dude, uh, <laughs> I, I, I would. You didn't realize. 
I would take, did you? No, no. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't fire him if I were Bob Kraft. But, dude, the the pressure to win in that fan base and the expectation that the Patriots have. Get, I mean, yeah. I think I could. Oh. Ta- I could. Will he deserve it? No. Can I see it happening? Absolutely, because what does the NFL stand for? Not for long. And the reality is, is owners in the league, owners in this league, they get short-term memory. And even with some of the best coaches uh, that have ever coached the game, I mean, it's going to happen. I hope it doesn't. But back to the Falcons. Arthur Smith. Executive executive decision. We're done talking about those those Boston people. Yes, we are. Thank you. No more of that crap. (laughs) But the, the crap that I'm frustrated with is the play calling in the red zone. After the landman interception yesterday that put them inside the 10, run on first down, run on second down, and then obviously you're in a passing situation to try to get, to go score, and then we don't we don't even he can't even call a play or or have a play in his playbook to where we're trying to put the ball in a Drake London's hands or a Kyle Pitts' hands. It's like, what are we scheming to do when we're down inside, when we have first and goal, when we have second and goal? I mean, last week it was John U. Smith on a tight end around inside the five for crying out loud. When you have, when you do have playmakers, you have them. And, I, you know, I hear what you're saying about the quarterback play. The quarterback play does stink, and I'm not gonna not gonna sugarcoat that. I'm not gonna try to. You've got to have a quarterback to win in this league, but by God, even when you don't, you still have to design and scheme an offense to give your team a chance to be successful. And right now that's not happening, dude. When you lose to a one in eight football team, even with Kyler Murray coming back and not even touching the field for a year. You don't even throw for 100 yards. You don't even throw for 75 yards yesterday. Heineke last week threw for more than that. So don't tell me he's not capable. And the Cardinals' defense is not that great. It is not that great of defense. I hear you, Billy. I hear you loud and clear. It, it, but it is it is a big-time problem. When you have an offense that targets Drake London four times yesterday, that targets Kyle Pitts five times yesterday, that targets in the in the passing game, B. John Robinson two times yesterday. Two times! This guy's the number eight pick. Twice he threw the ball to him yesterday. Just twice. I mean... Okay, I'm, I'm going to stop you real quick. Because I need to stop you before you have an aneurysm. Because I, I need to protect your wife here. Okay. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm, I'm just—it's just getting to the point where it's the same offense every week, and it's—I'm—you're I'm, right. The frustration—the frustration is valid. There's no doubt about it. Let's let's not sugarcoat that. At the same time, let's think about this too. And something that I noticed way more than I should have was and, and maybe it's just because now I've been around casing play long enough uh, to yes. start paying attention to the ball a little bit. Yep. Um, the fact that it's not just the run the run plays inside the five. 
are inside the ten. It's it's where the run plays are going. It's yes. stretch plays. Yes. It's uh, not between the tackles. Yes. And that could be that could be a sign of another thought that we could be having. Arthur Smith may not have any confidence in his offensive line. No. Outside of hey, let's push it this way and let's hope we can get out there. Because you notice that we're going two tights, three tights a lot of the time yes. right now. And that's an issue. If he doesn't have any confidence in his offensive line to run between the tackles, there's nothing we can do as far as running the ball. And that's that's a problem. Bijan Robinson, I know, can run between the tackles and make things happen. There's no doubt in my mind. But obviously something is not happening systematically in this Arthur Smith system that is not working properly. And he may not have the confidence in his offensive line. He definitely doesn't have the confidence in his in his quarterback. I know he's got confidence in Drake London and Johnny Smith and oh god, what was the what was the guy, the random quarterback that just or the random wide receiver that caught a ball yesterday oh, too? Oh, it's uh 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 scored a touch. Scotty Scotty Miller scored a touchdown yesterday. Yeah, yeah, right. Miller. absolutely, yeah. That's going to be one of those names that we talk about in sports talk history five or six years down the road. That you, you when we ask the question, is like, remember that one wide receiver that we had back in 2023? No one's going to remember Scotty Miller. No, one, no one's wearing his jersey in the Benz. Like, what are we doing? He, he, he had one target, and it was the touchdown pass. I mean, thank yes. God. Yes, it was. Uh, you know, on the your point on the run game, and you're right. I, I I think there are a couple of issues there for the Falcons on the offensive line. They're undersized. They're they're not as beefy as some other lines, but I, I still think they run the ball extremely well. I mean, they ran for 184 yards yesterday, 4.5 yards a carry. I mean, they did that it yesterday. Huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. all stretch play. Yeah, it is. But but my point is, is when you get, you know, you get down into the red zone, and you're right, it is about okay, what is it that we can do well down here to score touchdowns? To score touchdowns, and right now. If he doesn't have the confidence to run to have a power run game, then he needs to switch it up, dude. He need instead of trying to run on first and second down down there. I mean, you know, when you run for 184 yards uh, yesterday on 44, 41 carries as a team, 41. Then when you're down in that end, you should be able to do something creative. And, and and right now, I don't think their offense has any creativity. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It. I mean, when you look at what the Cardinals did on offense yesterday, yes, they have Kyler Murray, and that's a big thing, man. It's huge. But they had a tight end yesterday who went over 100 yards in total receiving yards. Okay, Trey McBride went for 131 yards yesterday on eight catches. Targeted nine times. How many times did Kyle Pitts get targeted yesterday? Five. Five. Former number one draft pick. 
playing tiny in. He's the unicorn. Huh? He's the unicorn. There's no doubt. And, yeah. and if you look at it, and I'm, I'm going back and looking, thankfully, uh, pro football references is, is the greatest. I don't know if you, you know the site, but it's the greatest site that there yes. is. It, it has a play-by-play, and it'll tell you exactly what happened each each and every play, where he went, where every single... I'm looking at this. In the first quarter alone, Bijan Robinson ran up the middle twice, or once. <laughs> once. <laughs> Everything is left end, left right end. Left end, right end. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They can gash you on the outside. There's no doubt about it. They can do that. What about yeah, Algier? It, it, what about Algier? I mean, because he ran the ball seven times yesterday. No, no. Check that. Nine times for 31 yards yesterday. I mean, he is their guy that they – and that's the big – that's the other problem. When he's on the field, defense knows that dude is going to try to go north-south. He's their north-south uh-huh. runner, you know? And, uh, and, and obviously, Arthur Smith is a problem. There's no doubt. Look, his his clock management has been uh, <sighs> has been poor. Um, let's let's be real. Um, his his management of the offense has been awful. Defensively, his defensive coordinator is not doing him any favors either. Um, I have never seen a defense that has schemed where they just allow so many big plays to happen. Mm-hmm. There, we're running a lot of zone right now, which with with our defense as depleted as it is, yes, we do not need to be running zone. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, we don't need to be running man-to-man, no. which is fine. Right. But the problem is we are getting beat in those little soft areas, and that's that may be the problem. And I, I don't know how to fix that outside of trying to run a little bit more man-to-man i i guess i like i'm not 100 percent sure here yeah I, i'm not either uh you know i think that's the way they kind of designed the defense to be honest with you i mean last year they were kind of the same way but they just didn't have you know the juice on defense last year to do it this year uh you know i think defensively they've had uh, two guys that have really stepped up and played extremely well. That's uh, Kate Nellis and um, oh, what's the other fellow? Kate Nellis and uh, Landman, Nate Landman. I mean, Kate Nellis and Nate Landman yesterday uh, combined for 19, I mean, 19 total tackles. Uh, Kate Nellis and Nate Landman both had sacks yesterday. Nate Landman had an interception yesterday. That put them in a position to go score a touchdown, and we had to kick a freaking field goal. So, you know, I, to me, I don't mind the Falcons' defense a whole lot right now. I think they are designed to do exactly what it is that Arthur Smith needs wants them to do, which is play muddy defense, bend, don't break defense, because – like Josh and I have talked about the last three weeks. This is this game right here and the last two games is exactly where he wants to live. He wants to live in the one-score game. He wants, and I, and I think it's because he realizes he has to live there because he doesn't have 
a dynamic quarterback to take them anywhere else but here. He 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 feels like he has to run the ball 40 times a game and win time of possession, keep his defense off the field. If if he could just put his playmakers in positions to be successful in those moments where we need them to be successful in the red zone, we would we would be a we are we would have a better record than Ford Six. And that's the problem right now. I believe Arthur Smith is the problem. And it's not going to get better. Arthur Smith 1A, 1B is the lack of a dynamic quarterback to do anything with this offense. And yes, I agree. If we had a Matt Ryan, then we could we could talk to Cal's come home about this. I I for the life of me still don't know why they decided they had to move on. Look, and, and I I still so I can get this on the record for the records because Josh and I have had this conversation before because as soon as this was announced, Josh was overjoyed on social media. And my my biggest argument here when you think of Matt Ryan, the first thing you think of is the is not the turnovers, not ev- everything related to his performance. It's the fact that you know that you could put him in pen as a starting quarterback every single Sunday. Yes. He missed a total of what? Three games in his in his career in, in Atlanta? Yes. Three. Three games. <laughs> when you don't have a starting quarterback, when you have question marks at quarterback, this is what happens. The last two years when we have had what? We've had Desmond Ritter. We've had Marcus Mariota. Oh. We've had Taylor Huntington. These are the quarterbacks that we've we decided to say, yeah, these, these guys are better than Matt Ryan. No, no. it's not. <laughs> I, understand, I understand Matt's a lot. Matt's getting old, and he's he was clearly on the decline. There's no, no doubt. In my absolutely, mind. absolutely. However, comma <laughs> for Nick White, um, <laughs> if when you have a quarterback who knows what to do with a ball. It's amazing what happens. And when you have somebody as confident as Matt Ryan, who should be in the NFL Hall of Fame when he retires Uh, in the next five years. Yes. And if people want to argue with me, at me, at Billy Lindell on Twitter. I don't care. Absolutely. Me too. All day long. Yes. This man, top 10 in the NFL right now in the major categories in in passing. Right. Right, he's gonna be, he's gonna live with the stigma of twenty eight to three, no matter who you talk to, and that's Seriously. unfortunate. And after the twenty eight to three, that he was not given at after twenty eight to three. You know what happened? Shanahan left, and he didn't have the the kind of connection that he had with Shanahan ever again. Yep, ever. Bottom yep. line, yep. and that's just that's just the bottom line of what happened. So. Look, we can argue about quarterback. We can argue about what, what Arthur Smith is calling. He's obviously not <laughs> calling a great game. The amount of times that I saw them come up to the line, Cordell Patterson go in motion to the left, and then the entire line moved to the right, right. and <laughs> watch the running back take it to the right, whether it was Algier or Bijan, and them get tackled after a one or a negative gain. 
I, I was so sick of it. It's the same thing over and over again. Start getting a little bit more creative in your play calling. And it's amazing what might happen if you start or, or here you go. And I've said this many, many times, you know, maybe, maybe some, maybe Arthur Smith needs to start pulling a, a what I do on Madden. You know what? If if one thing is working, keep running that thing until they stop. It. Yeah, if Bijan running eight nine yards a carry, beat him until he you could stop. They stop you, and then you start when they start moving him down the line. Nine yards a carry, nine yards a carry, eight yards a carry. When those safeties start creeping up, then you start the play action passes over the top, which again goes to the fact goes to the fact, Patrick, that we don't have a quarterback that could throw it over the, the top. top. Oh, yes. It's a oh, you're so right, man. Robinson touched the ball, to one, carried the ball yesterday 22 times for 95 yards in a touch. That's a that's a pretty good game for an NFL running back in today's Not NFL. Bad. Not bad, okay? Most of it was left in. Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. But to your point, when he's running the football on either end, they weren't able to stop it yesterday. They were not. I mean, they ran for 184 yards yesterday. That doesn't happen as for every week in the NFL. It just doesn't happen. That's why you get a quarterback who only or a team that only throws for seventy yards. Yes, that's how it happens. That's exactly how it happened. On twenty-one that, that, attempts, that's four point four point five yards in a attempt yesterday. And and this this saying something, and I hate it. I hate this is going to feel like poison coming out of my mouth. I bet you it went up when Dylan Ritter. <laughs> it did. He the six attempts he had, they were six point five yards. Ooh, I wonder what Patrick Mahomes did. Mahomes did he play yesterday? No, he did play yesterday. I wonder. Uh, yeah, what what were Joe Burrow's attempts per yardage per t- attempt yesterday? I wonder what that number is. I bet it's double this. I bet it's double. Well, the game. It was awesome. Uh, yes, it Houston, was. It was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I bet Frank Reich is wishing he could have punched his owner in the face and drafted C.J. Stroud over uh, Bryce Young right now. But anyhow, I digress. Bryce Young was terrible. Yesterday. I think Houston won that draft. Yeah, they did. Drafting right after? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> brother. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know... Let's all right. All right. Fans. Let's let's yeah, take a deep let's, let's take a deep breath. Oh. Let's do an NFC South recap from yesterday. So starting with that, okay, let's let's real quick, just real quick, because I, I like to do this. Okay. Yesterday, Bears yep. uh, pro- it, probably the worst game in the history of football games. Bears beat the Panthers 16-13. Again, Bryce Young was 21 of 38 for 185 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, they go to one and eight, and they get to host the How about the Cowboys on Sunday in Carolina. Uh, the Bears, Tyson, Tyson Batchett, who's been a bit of a pleasant surprise, uh, a little bit anyway. Uh, they're three and seven now. 
but uh, they they get to go to uh, to the uh, kneecap eater Dan Campbell and the uh, Detroit Lions uh, this coming Sunday, who are in first place in the NFC North after a nice win yesterday with a last second field goal. Um, and uh, Badgett, you know, they Lie. say again. Brand new lion. Yes, they're they're not the same lions. No. They're the brand new lions. No, they are not your been... mo- they're not your daddy's lions for sure. Absolutely, it's um, unbelievable. Uh, okay, so Panthers lose to the Bears. Uh, Saints lose <laughs> to the Vikings. Excuse me, the Aints lose to the Vikings yesterday, twenty seven nineteen. The Vikings have won six straight games. Um, two in a row now with Josh Dobbs as their quarterback. He went 23-34 for 268 in a tutty. And Ty Chandler, uh, he was their leading carrier, 15 carries for 45 yards. For the Saints, the big story in yesterday's game, Derek Carr uh, got knocked out of the game. He was in concussion protocol after the game. Uh, I didn't see anything today, uh, quite honestly, to, to say anything else. Uh, Michael Thomas, uh, he's one of my fantasy receivers. Just go ahead. My fantasy team is a dumpster fire, dude. Lost Aaron Rodgers. Uh, no, there's there's no way your team is worse than mine. I can't even believe that I've won like five games in fantasy. That that's aside the point. All right. So Derek Carr done uh, injured yesterday. Michael Thomas injured. Uh, Jameis Winston came in. So Carr was 13 of 18 for 110 yards. Even Derek Carr threw for more yards than the Falcons yesterday. And and Jameis Winston. He threw for more yards than the Falcons yesterday. 30 and 25 for 122 yards. He had two touchdowns, but of course, famous Jameis. What's he famous for? Not for crab legs, but for throwing it to the other team. He had two interceptions as well. Alvin Kamara continuing uh, his disappearing act this season. Nine carries for 42 yards. So the Vikings win 27-19 over the Saints. The Saints uh, go to 5-5. They're off. Uh, next week, so both the Falcons and the Saints get a, a bye week before they meet uh, two weeks uh, from Sunday. So, and finally, the Bucks they beat the Titans yesterday, and we we have this uh, same Baker Mayfield conversation, Jason, uh, Josh, and I do every week. Billy, this is where Baker Mayfield needs to win. Eighteen of twenty nine for two seventy eight. Baker Mayfield throws the football more than 30 times a game. That's a recipe for disaster for the Bucks. And yesterday, they were balanced. Again, 18-29, 278, two touchdowns, one interception. Rashad White still um, running the football well for them. 20 carries, I believe it was 81 yards yesterday. So, you know, and of course, the future Hall of Famer, uh, Mike Evans, six receptions, 103 yards and a tutty. Uh, they go on the road to face the Niners next week, who seem to be uh, finding their stride again. They won in impressive fashion yesterday. And then the Titans, who are now 3-6, and six, they go on the road to face the Jags, who uh, they seem to be the mystery team for me in the NFC. I, I, don't, I can't put my finger on what Doug Peterson is doing down there, but man, one week they look like gangbusters, and the next they look like, man, completely lost um, and I don't know why I mean Peterson's a great coach I think Lawrence is a, a, a dude you know he's got the real deal um, he's got some weapons down there for crying out loud but 
you know, that's that's the NFL, brother. Yeah, Calvin Ridley. Hello. <clears throat> yeah, right. I no, think he had one look. catch yesterday. <sighs> okay, that could be <laughs> – is, is legit. Yes, for sure. And the, the fact that you had to chase Young to the other side of Nick Bosa is just <laughs> scary. <laughs> And if you, if you think that the San Francisco 49ers are not a contender for the NFC anymore, you're out of your freaking mind. Yes. I promise you that. Yes, you are. The Eagles, the Eagles should be in the NFC championship, but the, I I wouldn't put it past the 49ers giving them a game in the in the NFC championship. Yeah, yeah. Because the Falcons have um, <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Playoffs? What playoffs? Should we start, should we start drinking now? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Okay. The the Aints, I, I watched the Aints game and it was they Minnesota almost gave it away and yep. uh, Jameis looked good for a good portion of that game. Um, he was he was making really nice throws. Um, him and Olave have some kind of chemistry, and well, and granted, it's Chris Olave. He can he can have chemistry with anybody because Olave is just awesome. Yep. By the way, he went to Ohio State. Um. <laughs> The um, <laughs> State Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, that's me. Um, <laughs> you know, Carolina is still a dumpster fire. And uh, oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Arthur Smith and 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 Arthur Smith is a dumpster fire. Good for Josh. Um, <laughs> look, this this NFC South. And if you want, if you want some kind of, you know golden ticket and realize the fact that the Falcons are still 2-0 in the division. Yep. We still have everything we want to play for ahead of us. If we can if we can go and win win our division, obviously we're not winning wild card. That's not happening. Right. But if we can go win this division, I think is very winnable. Um, right. Carolina is terrible. The only question mark we're going to have is the Aints. And the Aints, if <laughs> watching them yesterday... <sighs> defense is going to be a problem for us especially the way our offense has been yes but i think our defense is going to be up as well so it's going to be really back and forth in my opinion that'll be a lot that'll be a fun game in, in the next two weeks yeah if you look at the falcons remaining schedule you know um and, and i like to do this uh because you know what i realize is is that they probably yes so they have the saints twice they have the Panthers once, the Bucks once. Pardon me. Uh, they have uh, the Colts. They have the Bears. Okay, um, so looking at the, we've got the Saints coming up at home, which yes, is fine. Right. I think that that should be. We'll we'll really see where the needle points at that point after yes. we after game then we'll go on the road to new york and face the jets and <laughs> Jets defense is still legit yes um, yes that's all is a dumpster fire yes absolutely so that's gonna have to be that'll be a question mark too right then we're then tampa comes to us which we've already beaten them once down in tampa which was beautiful right then we go to Carolina, which is a blessing right Indianapolis comes to us on Christmas Eve, right. which I don't know what to think about Indianapolis right now. I don't. 
And it's it's really weird because I'm I'm not sure about this team anymore. It, but then then we close out with on the road against Chicago, and then on the road against the Saints. Yes. All right. So let me ask you this question. Okay. If yeah. the if we were playing these, so let's let's go over the schedule real quick. If we were playing these games today, and I said Billy, which starting quarterback do you want? Jameis Winston or Des Ritter? Which one do you want? <laughs> I can't stand Jameis, but at the same time, I would probably take him over Des. Okay. That's, that's how right. much confidence I have in Des. Okay. All right. Next week, the Jets. Who do you want? You want Des Ritter or you want... Uh, man, you're you're. I'm losing you, man. I don't know. I don't know where you were. There you are. Are you with me? Hmm? Okay. Des Ritter or the Golden Child? I'm I'm taking Taylor Heineke over over uh, Zach Wilson any <laughs> okay. day of the week. Okay. All right. So all right. So uh, so now you're going back to Taylor. Yes, I would take Taylor Heineke over over Wilson. Okay. Week 14. Heineke or Ritter or Mayfield? Mayfield. Week fifteen. We're, we're going to lose. We're going to lose the quarterback battles outside of uh, Zach Wilson. Outside of um, Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Um, Bryson throws out. Yeah, right, right. Derek Carr again. I mean, so I guess my point, you know, kind of going back to where we were at the very beginning of the podcast. The quarter, the quarterback play, is what, in my mind, is what killing is is what is killing this offense, pure and simple. So, so wait, the quarterback play is doing it, not Arthur Smith. So I turned you <laughs> back. You know how you changed your mind? Well, I think it's a little bit of both, but <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, it's a little bit of both, but. But players, players, <laughs> it, it, players it, it, win games. Players. Coach, head coaches do not win games. Players win games. And again, there's no doubt. And again, I don't see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, well, I don't want to steal his his terminology, but I don't see any dogs on that Falcons offense outside of B. John Robinson. And right now, I, I mean, I bet. I bet he carried the ball the most he's carried in a single game yesterday. I, I bet if you looked at uh, the first 10 games of the, the Falcons season, I think he had the most touches at game 10. And this is your number eight draft pick. This is your number one overall draft pick. And it took you 10 games to realize, I got to start beating this guy the football. Slow played ever since Kyle Pitts' fresh or rookie year. They have slow played the rookies. I don't know if you've noticed this. Yes, but Drake London does not have an impressive rookie season. No, um, Bijan is having an impressive rookie season, and a lot of it has to do with the play calling. But again, he's had his moments and where he has flashed, and it's been oh, oh you see the moments. God, yeah. But the I mean, problem, 
problem is you got to continue those moments over and over again. If something works, keep moving, going back to it. I'm not going back to 2016 because I'm, I'm, I, I will have an aneurysm. But when you, when you think about how that game was and how things were moving forward and you decide to pass the ball three times instead of running it, Oh, if we only had Bijan then. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Right, Wait. Right. Um, we had Monte Freeman, yeah. who was averaging six yards a carry. Yes. Right. <sighs> okay. I'm, I'm, Stop I'm, it. I'm bringing Stop it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate being a Falcon fan. I hate it. I absolutely oh. hate it. And I love it at the Fresh. same time. Oh, jeez, man. It's just... Fuck. Here's here's the good news. We can we can take our we can take our blood pressure medicine this week and because you know we can actually enjoy the the NFL schedule this this week because there's no Falcons football this week. Yeah, so absolutely. we're good there. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. When we come when we come back next week, when you and Josh come back next week after our Thanksgiving week um, to talk about the Saints game, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun and. Um, I'd be interested to see just how the NFL is starting to look because, you know, tonight's game is, is kind of a good one too. Um, yesterday's games were, were utterly fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. There were and a lot I, of great games. yesterday. Like five of them. Even though 49ers and, and Jacksonville was a blowout. Yeah. You got to see the 49ers do what they were trying to do again. And outside of Christian McCaffrey, not scoring for the first time in like 20 games. <laughs> right. Right. Insane. That was Devo yeah. Samuel got back into it. Um, you know, Tyson, um, uh, their their left tackle, and I just forgot his name. William. Uh, oh. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, Billy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, my, yeah. my mind sucks. Yes, Monty, <laughs> Monty. It's the it's the Novocaine. This being a Falcons fan is frustrating, and there's no doubt. But but the problem is there's there's moments of goodness that happen. When you look at what happened with Tampa Bay and when we beat them sixteen to thirteen, because everyone hates the Bucks. Everyone hates the Bucks. Yes. When you look at what happened with a really good, and I mean this, a really good Texans team. This team is really good, and now they're starting to see it. When C.J. Stroud is now nine games into the, his career. Guys, we I've been saying it. Bryce and I said this at the beginning of the of the draft. CJ Stroud's the best quarterback in this draft. Class. Oh, for sure. It wasn't Bryce. It wasn't, you know, anybody else. It was CJ Stroud. And you're clearly seeing that right now. Absolutely you are. By far. And he's being and, and he's a difference maker, man. I mean, uh, you're right. Will Levis was maybe the second best quarterback, I think. I think he's better than Bryce Young, in my opinion. I think we're going to see Maybe. that. I think we're going to see that. The win against Carolina in week one was huge. Win against Green Bay, even though it was against Jordan Love, which, yeah, it, it was still. But I, I swear, you find those moments, and you find those moments of goodness, and you're able to crawl back into being nowhere in a three-game losing skid right now, which yeah. sucks. Yes. If you lose to a third-string quarterback in Tennessee, you lose to a third-string quarterback in Minnesota. <laughs> you, lo- you lost to a guy wasn't even on the team Monday for the game, man. Oh, yes, then, you're right. Then, then you lose. Then you lose to a the guy coming a off of 
<laughs> see, it's wonderful. I can say that. Um, uh, wait a minute. Uh, I got a phone call coming in. I might need no. I'm fine. Uh, you know, my, my podcast. Let's say <laughs> that's right. Um, that's right. Oh, it, it's true. Uh, with Arizona, you know, Kyler Murray is tiny. He's five foot seven. Like he is. This is going to sound terrible, but Kyler is the is the epitome of what J.R. Harris at Central wants Ooh, is epitome. Yep. He wants because J.R. Harris is not going to be more than five seven five eight. He may reach five nine, maybe. It. Mm-hmm. Not really. Yeah. So J.R. Harris is like looking at Kyler Murray and going, hey, I could do that. Yeah. And he's got all the, the world right now in high school. So he's got the next three years to do it. Yeah. Losing to Dobbs like that stunk. And then losing to Will Levis and the Tennessee Titans team, who is garbage. They are garbage. This is This is what the frustration so much because you have those moments of, of happiness with Carolina Green Bay with Houston with with Tampa Bay but then you have those moments of garbage with losing to a third string quarterback in in, in uh, Tennessee losing to a third string quarterback in Minnesota and, and then losing to Murray last week these are the moments that make you frustrated as a Falcons fan yeah for sure and you know when you you start as a Falcons fan, you start thinking, and this is the, this is where I go, and let's go here. Okay, what if we don't make the playoffs? Okay, let's say we we do another seven and ten or six and eleven season. Okay, this was supposed to be the season that the Falcons franchise took a leap forward, right? I mean that's that's the way that's the way everybody saw this season coming. That the schedule was is is it's one of the weakest in the league, um, and so now, how what is it you got to fix? Right? And here's here's my question: and, back. and can at, you fix me. it? Can you fix it if you go six and eleven or seven and ten? And you're not in a you're not a, in a top five situation where you sure. might be able to draft a impact quarterback. Okay, so we are four and six, right? Going right. into the break. That's right. We have we have seven games left. Right. Can we win five? I think we could beat the Jets. I know we could be the Bucks because we've done it before, and beating them at home should be a little bit easier than doing it on the road. I know for sure we can beat the Panthers. Yeah. Colts are garbage, and we should be able to beat them, but also the Cardinals were garbage too. Bears are terrible, and then going on the road to New Orleans in week 18, 18. is going to be tough. Right. So that's going to be your biggest question mark. Can you win five of the next seven? If, and I think it's possible. It is. Nine and eight. And that would that would win the division. Nine nine and eight or even eight and nine may win this division, in my opinion. I think so too. Um if you can if you can have the the Saints next week and then the Bucks the week at or two weeks after, yes. I think you have 
you're in the driver's seat. You're at that point. You'd have four wins and no losses in the in the in the division. division. Yep, you'd be. Yep. Um. All right, man. We doing what? picks? We yeah. doing picks? Well, you know, I I didn't even prepare games to do it, man. To be honest with you, I was so frustrated today. Getting this, I had to get a root canal early this morning. I couldn't feel my face for half the day. Uh, at first, I felt like it was because maybe somebody had hit me with a two by four after yesterday's Falcons loss. But, it, but in essence, today has just been the crappiest day of the year. And it, and no, we don't have any games to pick. And I'm sorry about that. Um, I, got I got you. I'm ready. You oh, ready? Dude, yeah, let's do it. You ready? Let's go. Let's do it. Let's start with the Thursday night game. That's the Cincinnati versus Baltimore. These are two of the top teams right now in the AFC. Both of them have been on fire as of late. Baltimore lost last week against Cleveland. Cincinnati had, took a took an L too, and uh, and good old Joey B started crying in his press conference. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Cincinnati, Baltimore. I'm taking Baltimore. I think Baltimore's defense is ridiculous. And uh, it's in Baltimore. Yeah, you know, um, I've got a feeling that uh, Lamar Jackson is going to come out with a reckless abandon on Thursday night and just show everybody that he doesn't give a horse's patoot uh, that he lost to Deshaun Watson on Sunday on a last-second field goal. Uh, because I still think that Lamar Jackson thinks, and, I, and he with good reason, that he's one of the top two or three quarterbacks in this league, and I think he's going to prove it on Thursday night, and I think they will be Cincinnati at home. Maybe the MVP. Right now, if I had to vote for one, he'd be my vote. I mean, he is just he's, he's insane right now. Insane. On Sunday, the Bears at the Lions. That one's an easy one, taking the Lions every day of the week, and I have no idea what the lines are as of right now i'll have to look it up a little bit later no you you don't have to you don't have to give me a line on that one either i i'm so impressed with the lions man they are talented on both sides of the football uh with uh jared <laughs> yeah jared golf how's that feel the uh, uh sean mcveigh right uh yeah um man i look he is playing uh he's playing solid quarterback play and you've got to have solid quarterback play to win in this league and to go far in the playoffs. And plus, they have one thing that I think people uh, don't realize is they have a defense that travels. And if you can go and play good defense on the road, you can go far in the playoffs. I like the Lions. Uh, Texans are hosting the Cardinals. I'm going to go to the Texans. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dallas is, is traveling to Carolina. Miles is going to whip Carolina probably as bad as they whipped the Giants last week. Yes, I agree. <laughs> because if Daniel Jones is out for the year, right, with an ACL, isn't it? Yes, the year? that's right. That's right. Uh, uh, Washington is hosting the Giants next on Sunday, and Washington may win that one. Look, yeah. I, I like what Sam Howell's Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, I, I think Washington may win that. Yeah, I agree. Sam Howell, uh, he's quietly becoming a solid NFL quarterback. Um, and again, um, even though he, you know, is uh, here, 
was listening to somebody earlier today. The difference between Bryce Young and a Sam Howell is Sam Howell is just a, a thicker quarterback. And I don't think you can be a a wiry quarterback and stick around in this league for very long. So, And I know that Bryce Young has nothing to do with this game, but I think the point is, is I think that Sam Howell is, is going to be a quarterback that plays for a long time in this league as a starter. I like AFC that. AFC South matchup with Titans at the Jaguars. I haven't taken the Jaguars in this one easily. Yeah, yeah. I'll go I'll go with a better quarterback. I'm going with Trevor Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. Yep. This one's interesting. This one's one of my circled ones. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I love the Steelers right now. Even with the play of Kenny Pickett, uh, which is, you know, still a mystery. Still a mystery at quarterback. But Mike Tomlin just it just feels like he finds a way to win this type of game, you know. Uh, and it's – you said this game's at Pitt? No, it's in Cleveland. In Cleveland. Yeah, for as much as I love Mike Tomlin, um, it's going to be hard to pick against the Browns. I'm going to go. I'm going to take Steelers. I think I, I, like, I like what Pickett has done, and you know what? I might take Pickett over uh, Heineke. Hey. Yeah, I think, yeah, that is a good thought. That's that's some serious thing for thought. All right, man. Any more? The Raiders, the Raiders you are two – Two and zero after firing their coach <laughs> are on the in Miami. Nah, that's no nah, two a time and two is just um, different quarterback at home, man. And Tyree Kill and, and their ability to score points, um, I think, will just be too much for the Raiders. I'll, I'll, I like the Dolphins. Running through these Chargers at Packers. Chargers. Chargers are going to win that one. Yep. Yep. Bucks at 49ers. I think the 49ers had their mojo back. Uh, yep. Jets at Bills. That one will be fun for about a quarter and a half. Yeah. And then the Bills will take over. Yep. I agree. Yep. I like the Buffalo Bills. Yep. Any Seahawks others? at the Rams. Ooh. And, you know, the Seahawks came back in that game yesterday. They seemed like they were out of it, and they came back and won that game late. You know, uh, as much as I hate uh, uh, Carroll, uh, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. <laughs> Give me the Rams because they're high right now and they're preparing for, for Seattle. So uh, Vikings at the Broncos. I'm going to take the Vikings. They're hot right now. They're what winning five or six in a row right now. Yeah, that's right. They've won and next week. Yep. I like the Vikings. I'll never pick a team coached by Sean Payton, period. The end. <laughs> the the Vikings. Let's say again. I didn't know. What was that? Eagles at Chiefs on Monday night. Eagles at Chiefs. Uh, man, it's Mahomes. Mahomes and Kelsey, man. I got to go with the Chiefs. Hey, I, I don't know. I, that may be. That's the best game of the week. Yeah, for sure. I think Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the best game of the week. Um, yeah, um, uh, I would say yeah. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. 
Dude, I, I, I don't know if you made a pick because you're cutting out on me there. So are you with me? Hello, Billy Lindor. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm here. All right, cool. All right, man. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this week. I want to thank Billy Lindell for stepping in with me tonight and uh, uh, trying to talk me off the ledge, uh, the Arthur Smith ledge. Um, you know, Billy, thanks for being here, brother. This was fun. I hope we get an opportunity to do it again. Uh, maybe uh, with Big Josh next time we make it a, a uh, round robin sort of affair. And hopefully uh, it will be uh, a Falcons win uh, that we're coming off of. Uh, Josh and I will be back next week, even though the Falcons won't play on Sunday. We'll come back and we'll preview Falcons and Saints. I want to thank Billy Lindahl and Bryce Sparling from the Morning Five for giving us the opportunity to bring you two dudes and the Dirty Birds for Billy Lindahl and for our good buddy Josh Stitcher. I'm Patrick Edson. We'll see you next time on Two Dudes and the Dirty Birds.